Welcome back. Here we are. It is week six of Chopping Lines coming at you from studio somewhere. The date is August 15th, 2022. It's a Monday, our usual recording date. This is your host, Ted Lutz. Happy to have you all back on board as always. Joined with my co-host, Doc Ward and producer Joe. Doc, how are you doing today? Doing well. Glad to be here. How are you fellas doing? Uh, I can't complain overall. Had a had a fun weekend away. It was the wife's birthday. Got a little bit of time uh, at the in-laws' house. A little bit of help with the baby girl. We went had a little bit of pool time. Uh, and she got in. That she did. She, she took got, to it like a fish. A little bit of a uh, baby pool action for her and her little floaty. Um, still a little bit young to be to be doing much else other than sitting in the floaty. But she enjoyed herself. It was a good time all around. Yeah. Great, great weekend away. Love a good pool day. Uh, great weather all around for that all weekend. This next week here down on the eastern shore of Maryland, looking pretty solid overall as summer's winding down. Producer Joe, how are you doing today? I'm great, man. Thanks for asking. Happy to, happy to see it's been a while, guys. We'll just jump right on into things. It's been Mostly a slow week. We got a little bit of news going on in some certain sectors. We'll get started here with baseball. We had the Field of Dreams game uh, going on last weekend. We had the Cubs versus the Reds. And that was it's for, uh, the inaugural Field of Dreams game was last year, right? Was it the Yankees-White Sox or something? I believe that was the matchup, but I thought they did it more recent. Maybe it was... Either way, it's question. been really cool. I think that's like a nice addition to the MLB calendar. I agree, and I think, especially with us living in an area down here in Maryland where there's so many, so much rural space, why isn't that more of a thing right. overall? Like a way, way to wrap up like summer leagues. Uh, we've got some like the Little League World Series uh, prelim stuff going on around here. Like, how cool would that be? Especially this time late in the summer, the stuff's at its peak. Kind of having some more small fields around regionally. I think it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, for sure. And there was some, I mean, you saw Ken Griffey and his dad playing Playing catch, catch, which that was a really nice touch. And then there was a hologram Harry Carey, which like, I think he just sang all of the take me out to the ball game thing, which where do we land on holograms? I'm not really into them. I mean, that's a cool technology, but it's like. It's kind of a creepy nostalgia. Yeah, it is. It's like, and I think it's like. It's really cool for the first 10 seconds or something, and then it's just like, ooh. It, it's, it's got a... Like, they're not stopping yeah, this. bad half-life. Yeah, life. I don't disagree with that. I, I think, like you said, it, it's cool. It's a nice way to kind of pay tribute, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like if I'm at a concert, if I'm at a show, I want to see something live. Like I, I Yeah, can like when I go YouTube to Vegas and, and I see Hologram Sinatra, I don't think I'm seeing Frank Sinatra. Yeah, you know? like I, I could sit on YouTube and do could this. Could just not... watch a really great like concert film of him or anyone like that. Or just that, like a really know? good cover. Right, yeah. Sure, for probably half the Cause, price. Because all that is is really an impersonator, right? Like, Yeah, so that's uh, we had the Cubs versus the Reds in that Field of Dreams matchup, a real barn burner, all considered. Uh, the Cubs won 4-2. to two. I can't wait for that next year. That would be a fun, a fun trip out. I'm curious 
how much those tickets go for. I can't imagine that they're they're super cheap. No, but, but if you build it, they will come. That they did. Uh, Fernando Tatis, we kind of were talking up the Padres last week. I was hyped on them. They were my pick to represent the NL in the World Series. And it's been a little sketchy for them ever since that uh, Juan Soto deal. Yeah. It's been... All downhill. That uh, Tatis on his rehab situation from a motorcycle accident, a motorcycle fall at that. So already third one, right? It's like get him off the motorcycle. You need to make that a stipulation. And they just paid. I don't remember the exact amounts of his contract, but he's getting paid an obscene amount of money for that not to be in there, right? Somewhere. I don't understand it. Yeah, like he's like, hey, Dak, you can't go bungee jumping. That's just. yeah. Off limits. Yeah, when you're 40 and you retire, you got the rest of your life to do it with a right. lot more money in your pocket. Uh, he got a 80 and then game. You can chase those thrills that the game used to give you. I wouldn't be personally bungee jumping to do that. There's more uh, more fun ways. But 80 game suspension for Tatis. He won't be back this year. Won't be back for the start of next year. Definitely hurts the Padres' uh, playoff push a little bit. Disappointing overall. A nice uh, up-and-coming young player, a fun talent. He pairs well with Machado, too. They kind of feed off that that attitude and energy with each other, kind of like a bad boys of San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Um, But we're not going to be seeing it on the playoff push this year. Uh, as far as like standings go in the MLB, the Yankees are 2-8. and They're kind of slipping since the trade deadline as well. Fortunately for them, Toronto's been sucking as well. Not going to catch them. Everything else has pretty much uh, stayed the same since last we spoke. So with that, we're going to be moving on to some basketball stuff. Uh, we had Tom Izzo, one of my – a guy who I've watched coach at Michigan State for pretty much my work – or the amount of working memory that I have in my life. He just got a five-year extension for 31 mil. Yeah, and he how so? Did you say how long he had been there already? But and he and Steve Mariucci are are best friends. They go way back, maybe to college. Uh, But that's a cool little thread there. And because I love Mooch too. Yeah, they're just both good guys. I bet, or I wouldn't be surprised if they met when Mariucci was at um, or coaching in Detroit. or Green Bay, because I think he's from that Holmgren uh, coaching tree. Okay. So he spent some time up there maybe as an offensive coordinator. I could see that. Um, so he signed a uh, he signed a five-year, $31 million extension. I feel like at this point they're seeing some of the money from the TV contracts come in and some of these older guys who in a previous – uh, age would retire. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, if I stick it out five more years, I'm getting – like my great grandkids aren't having to work if they don't have to sort of thing. Right. And I feel like the old ball coach, it's like, that's one of those jobs. That's all encompassing. That's your life. And it's like, uh, you, when you retire from that, that's a huge gap. Yep. You, yeah, exactly. It's so, cons- it's gotta be so consuming between the recruiting, the actual season itself. Uh, just did the fact check here. He started or he was hired at Michigan State in 1995. So that is a uh, strong, this will be his 28th year. Yeah. So that's pretty, pretty impressive to be anywhere, especially somewhere as cold as Michigan. Right. Uh, so he's always been kind of a heel for me. Uh, Michigan State knocked out uh, the Maryland team. Actually, I 
think they've probably knocked us out at least twice from the tournament. Uh, one time was on a game winner against Grievous Vasquez. I was about to say, I thought I remembered that during Corey Lucius. Years. Uh, that was one of the that was one of the hardest losses of my childhood growing up. Grievous Angel. He single handedly brought us back in that game, and Corey Lucius banged that three at the buzzer. I think I fell out of my seat. Uh, so that sucked. Um, but Tom Izzo, he's earned it. Great coach. A little more basketball news. Uh, had the universal retiring of number six for Bill Russell. Which we called for on this show I think weeks back. I think uh, Adam Silver was listening. I'm not going to yeah, take credit I mean, for that. but We carry a lot of water around these parts. They're tuning in. Um, but they they had like the amendment of sorts where anyone who's currently still wearing the number, i.e. LeBron, is still able to finish as long as they choose to wear yeah, that number. Yeah, so, so the six, the current sixes have been grandfathered in, but as of today, no new sixes. And that's very, very justified. He was, uh, he did so much for the game off the court as much as he did on the court. So, nice way for the NBA to pay tribute. They normally do a pretty good job at giving honors to those who are deserving of it, at least as an organization. Um, so moving on here, our PGA news doc, you had the only person from our Ryan or the only hit from our Ryan time last week. You had your top prop hit, uh, your top five in the rankings, all not reaching the top five of the FedEx St. Jude. So we'll clap it up to that. Yeah. And I'm just going to bask in that for a second. Starting to, (laughs) starting to pull away. Producer Joe and I need to start stepping up. But it was a great tournament, all considered, uh, especially given some of the yeah, negative the news surrounding yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was between uh, our boy Billy Z and Sepp Straka, which is a name. Uh, and they were both tied at minus 15. It was pretty much just those two down the, down the stretch. You could kind of tell who it was going to come down to. Billy Z brought it home. Do you have any more uh, insight on that for us? Well, that was his first win, and he he had quite a reaction throughout that playoff. And when he won, he shouted, uh, "What are they going to say the, now?" I saw that. Which is uh, taking hype. some inspiration from Steph Curry there, yeah. And uh, it's true because I mean everybody's always said how talented he is, but there's been a, a lot of talk about his putter and how that is going to affect his chances to win. But if you look at some of the numbers, especially in clutch positions, he's actually an incredible putter. So hmm. a bright future for Will Zellators. Yeah, I think talent-wise, it's hard to argue that. it's Sometimes I feel like with these guys, you just got to get over the hump. I mean, we saw Tony Fino. He hadn't won right. in a while. He won the next week. Uh, yeah, and we've seen it. I mean, you see it happen in golf a lot and even other sports. It's like once a floodgate opens or once you – get over that hill of your first win then it's more to come you know absolutely um before we move on to this week's rhyme time we did have uh kind of aforementioned some less exciting news some rumors going around that there's going to be a little bit more added to the exodus to the live tour we had cam smith and cam young nothing Seemingly official about this yet, but all signs are kind of pointing that they'll be joining the tour. And on a, you know, from a name standpoint, these are kind of the first 
young and up and comers we're seeing go. It's not a Patrick Reed. It's not a Phil Mickelson, a guy on his twilight. Right. Which is a little more concerning for the outlook for the PGA, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, even like a Dustin Johnson, who's still a great player, but these, the cams are a decade younger than him. Maybe Mormon Cam Young might be 25 or something, Mm -hmm. but there's less information regarding Cam Young, but his name is kind of surprising because I think he's like from a family of PGA professionals, you know, that worked at courses in New York or whatever. So yeah, you would think kind of like the Justin Thomas route, but Cam Smith, who was plagued with questions immediately following his win at the British open, didn't really have a good response to it. He seemed caught off guard and didn't say anything definitive and really left the door open and speculation to run wild. Now, Mm -hmm. He was asked again leading up to this week about, oh, Cam Percy said it's a done deal and you have signed a contract for $100 million to deal with Liv. And he said, well, any news about Cam Smith will come from Cam Smith, not Cam Percy, and kind of left it at that. Um, but during this week, I, on uh, Saturday, I believe, he there was a rules infraction. He hit a ball. Uh, into the water on a par three and then dropped. Now that ball that he dropped came to rest on the red line indicating the penalty area. And that that's still out of bounds. He should have picked it up, redropped, and had it come to a rest or get a ruling and have it somewhere ahead of that red line. So he was assessed a two-stroke penalty, which he found out the next day. And that's when you saw the memes going around of him on his phone being like, oh, I'm, I'm now signing my, I got the, my DocuSign out to sign with Liv. That was a great meme. Well, and since the conclusion of the this tournament yesterday that Will Zellatoris won, Cam Smith has pulled out of the BMW this week, citing, quote, hip discomfort. Mm. Uh, adding more fuel to the fire, and we're just going to see what's, What's really going on with him? Well, I can I can tell you affirmatively, I keep my wallet in my hip. So if he's having some hip discomfort, <laughs> yeah, I believe him. dysplasia. He's like an old German shepherd. Uh, uh, but yeah, speaking of the BMW, I attended that for the Saturday round last week. Oh, excuse me, last year with my brother. Beautiful. Yeah, up at Caves Valley in Baltimore, you know, Baltimore County, right down the road from you. And I Joe, believe, did you work right? there? I did. I spent uh, two or three years there. I thought, there I, you, I thought you were there for a while. I knew Tucker did. I know that's uh, my the sister thread did. we're talking about. But uh, that came down to, a, I want to say, like a six-hole playoff on that Sunday between Patrick Cantlay and now uh, notorious LIV Bryson DeChambeau, or as I like to call him, Bryson the Shambro. <laughs> uh, and that was something to behold but he won't be there to get in the dust up this coming week and for those keeping track at home unaware patrick cantlay did come out victorious yeah his putting was incredibly hot it was some of the best putting performance you've seen in a day you know and that's doc are you uh are you going up to this weekend? Well, uh, I don't think so. No, I was contemplating it because this one's in Wilmington, Delaware. So right up the street. I mean, it's probably almost an equidistant drive to caves, you know, but uh, I do like that this leg of the 
FedEx Cup playoffs has kind of become our regional uh, gem. Yeah, the crown in our golfing, or the jewel in our golfing crowns. Pardon me, got hey. that a little inverted. Anything that's bringing business to the Eastern Shore over towards Maryland and the surrounding areas. Uh, piggybacking from that BMW uh, championship next weekend. Did I get that right? Uh, the BMW championship. Yes, sir. Are we, All right, and perfect. I, I got the hat that I purchased there in my car. Great gear. Uh, are we getting into our rhyme times? We might as well. Brought to you by Chi-Chi Things, as always. Uh, any customized shirts, mugs, uh, pint glasses, onesies, anything that you think you can customize chances are good that they can do that for you uh shoot them a message on instagram and they'll get you hooked up as soon as possible with a really quality product you'll be happy that you you reached out for them for uh we're going to be going into our rhyme time here we're going to start as always with our top or our hot spot rather excuse me um so our winner predictions for our bmw championship i got scotty scheffler winning it this week i think he's you mentioned him last week as being in the top five. I think he's kind of been flying outside of that top five for a little while. Yeah, not a super impressive showing this past week. No, not at all. And really the past month or so has not been spectacular for him. So I think I think he's due. I'm giving him my hot spot pick this week. What do you got? I like Justin Thomas to win. Uh, he had a great start to the year. He's been playing some good golf, but... Uh, I think he he may have placed top ten this past week, so I just I like him to show up one more time at the end of the year. Like that pick, producer Joe. Who do you got? Who's winning the BMW Championship this week? <clears throat> I'm gonna go with uh, Tony Finau. Nice, keep Strong. that heater dude's going. Been, dude's been hot, so uh, let's go for an, a third win in a month. And I think it was it was either after Thursday last week or Tony Friday Finau. where he was. Pr- Pretty, I want to say top he, like six on the finished, leaderboard. He finished tied in fifth. Okay, so, so he's hey. I mean, he's he's keeping up. Like uh, like Billy Squire, he's stroking <laughs> right now. Uh, we'll take that right into our top prop here. I've got Sung J M going to be my top finisher of any Asian nationality. That's going to be my top prop there. I think there's some good competition among that. Uh, overall to win, he's plus 2,500, so good odds there. I got him finishing top out of any Asian nationality. Now, my top prop plays well with Joe's pick to win, but I have the last two winners, Tony Finau and Will Zalatoris, missing the top 10. So, you know, they may hang around or they may just, you know, be down at the bottom of the leaderboard by the end of the week. But, yeah, I think they may have just uh, had a little too much energy expenditure recently. They have both been playing really well. I agree with that. So we'll see if they're able to keep it up. Wouldn't be my top prop, but, hey, I'm not uh, – I think I'm in last place right now. So what does my word mean? Joe, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm going to go with – um. And I, I researched Tony Finau. It's from Utah, so uh, the winner is going to be from a landlocked state or <laughs> province. Bust so you said or province, out, ladies and gentlemen. You said or province. So does that mean a landlocked country as well? Are we thinking yeah, that it's yeah. a Canadian or an American who's winning, or possibly, possibly even a Mexican? European, whatever. I mean, there's European countries that are landlocked. 
Okay, that's fair. So I, I guess I was taking state more literally, but I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess I should have said country too if I was going to include that. But... Somewhere not touching water. But I'll stick yes, with, and I'll we and this will be fun. This will be like a little geography lesson for all you kids at home. We're all going to. Uh, we'll get the maps. We'll get the lists. Uh, we'll see where everybody was born. I believe Scotty Scheffler was born in New Jersey, so this is as close to a home game as he gets a lot of the times throughout the year. And that does touch water, so that would be good for me and bad for Joe. Yeah. We can sign off on that. I feel like this top prop's kind of like playing red or black. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of the flavor of the minute. Uh, going into our last part here of our rhyme time, our steer clear, who's missing the cut? I got Corey Connors missing the cut. Not his day. A uh, little bit of alliteration as I'm seeing things. Scotty Scheffler to win, Corey Connors to steer clear. So I like that. He's missing the cut. Well, and my steer clear matches up nicely with Ted's pick to win, and that's Scotty Scheffler. I just uh, haven't liked his form as of late, and maybe uh, so. he'll get it in shape for the final leg. But Not looking we'll good. have a lot of drama leading into this segment next week, which will be great. And I'll be around this weekend to watch it. All there you go. That should be fun. We'll have to enjoy that. Joe, wrap us up here. Steer clear. Who you got? Uh, I was going to go with Cam Smith, but um, I don't think I could pull that trigger now that we've heard he's <laughs> It is official on the podcast. Discomfort. So uh, I'm going to go with the second best Cam, Cam Young. Do got finish 31st, I think, if I remember right. So he's probably slipping and just waiting to get paid. He seemingly got a lot on his mind outside of the PGA right now. Uh, so we like those picks. We'll keep you posted next week as we go through those. Eventually, we're going to get these graphics straight to be able to put those up there. But we got a lot going on. We're doing what we can. And we appreciate you all tuning out for what we got uh, going so far. We're going to lead right on into our NFL news here. And it's starting to pick up a little bit as training camps are going in, as the season is getting closer really exciting stuff to see uh we'll start with some stuff outside of the game action then we'll get into some of the stuff that happened in the live preseason we had deshaun watson come out with a statement or either that or his agent maybe his lawyer uh more or less saying that he would quote accept a five million dollar fine and an eight game suspension and that to me says how the fuck's he in a negotiating chair? Yeah, I mean, that like, sounded yeah. wild, and I don't think the NFL even heard that. They're just like, no. And what are you even saying that for? It's it's very smug. It's very, yeah. I it's like just another settlement payment that he's been making recently. Yeah, one or one of 26. Right. Um, you know, it's one of those things where the smoke and there's fire, and I understand he didn't go through the court, but if you're paying as much money because these settlements aren't going to be for less than six figures. Um, so you got to think at lowest case scenario, he's paying about three mil out from that. Um, if I'm paying three mil for anything, that means I'm getting, I either have gotten something out of it or I have, um, I'm guilty. So, you know, definitely sketchy overall. Uh, I saw a from a league source that they called it a quote-unquote layup to suspend him for a year. Uh, I I kind of was thinking that would be in play from out the gate, and maybe they'd appeal. Uh, it's hard to say. 
it's a big optics thing more than a legal thing. And we know the NFL has kind of dropped the ball in the past with that. So I'm surprised that a decision isn't official as of this point. We'll keep you posted on that as uh, Roger Goodell, the, uh, the leader of the NFL, decides. Uh, we had Sean McVay kind of quietly sign an extension with the Rams, Super Bowl winning coach. Uh, just married a model. He's having and now a little extra money in his pocket. He's having a moment. It's a good, it's a good year for Sean McVay's McVay. moment. And he's floated. Uh, he had floated after the Super Bowl that he was considering retirement. Kind of, you know, it kind of seemed to me that he was considering let's bring up a family a little bit, and then I'll kind of get back into things. Uh, as I want, but this extension seemingly keeps him with L.A. for the foreseeable future. Uh, he's a great young coach. That's a nice uh, nice piece for them to have. And part of me thinks that the quiet extension has to do with the fact that the Rams' money doesn't seem to be real out there. So they seem to kind of just throw it at whoever they want and they stay. And they get exactly what they're looking for. So why not have that translate out to the coach as well? Um Baker Mayfield front looked pretty okay for or in the preseason game. Their uh, their offensive coordinator, who was a big critic of him prior to the trade, has been kind of flipping his script on that as well. What are your thoughts on Baker down there, Carolina? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been following it too closely, but I have just assumed he would be the starter once he got signed there. Can't and be that, worse than Darnold. And you know, so things people say things, but once you're working with someone, and I don't know if Baker's proving this guy wrong or you just got to play nice with. <laughs> You know, we can't go work with yeah. this guy every day if I'm still talking right. shit on him. Right. Definitely still in play. Uh, piggybacking on that Darnold comment, our Jets quarterback, and we'll actually lead on into some of the um, some of the stuff we saw from the preseason. Zach Wilson had a toward ACL scare. Uh, luckily, ended up just being a, I believe it was a meniscus sprain. Uh, and a bone bruise, all considered, but not what you want to see for any player in the preseason. No, and is there like a timetable on that? Or? They're, they're saying about two to four weeks, oh, and okay. uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that sets a really fun storyline for week one where we got the potential for Zach Wilson to not be able to play, so we would have Joe Flacco versus Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that'll be so fun to watch. And I think, I, I think we're gonna win that game. I think we're better than the Jets. I don't think that's really super debatable. Uh, but I think this is probably the best set of receivers up in New York that Joe Flacco's ever worked with, top to bottom. Uh, they really go five deep with uh, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, their rookie Garrett Wilson. They got Braxton Berrios, and they got a speedster Denzel Mims as well, who's been kind of rumored as a trade target to the Ravens. Would be a welcome addition, uh, but I think you know top to bottom this is as good as Joe's had. We'll see how he goes. Um, I don't know if we've ever played against Joe. Did did he ever play against us when he was with the Broncos? Uh, I can't remember. I have to consult. Yeah, I don't think he did. Uh, so that'll be kind of cool seeing how that goes. We had another, or we had a rookie in Atlanta, Drake London, their top receiver. Uh, he had a knee injury scare. Apparently, that's also luckily in the clear. He'll probably miss the rest of the preseason. Famous hotelier, Drake London. That copyrighted last week. It was official. 
Uh, we had the Giants beating the Patriots. Daniel Jones threw for 69 yards. It was a nice day overall for him. Nothing spectacular. And we had the Ravens um, kind of going back uh, to Flacco and Lamar. They didn't play many of their starters, but they still managed to win their 21st straight preseason game. And I was in attendance for it, so that was cool. It was ha- nice being back in the stadium. It was a beautiful night. In Baltimore. Tell us about it. Who surprised you? What looked good? Oh, just everything. It was just taking it all in, like you said. I mean, not with all the starters. And I'm not the biggest preseason nut. But it was just a great reminder that football's Football's right around the corner. Yes, sir. Not a minute too soon. And that's a great day up there, Uh, no matter what. That's an awesome stadium. A little bit jealous of that. We'll be up there soon enough, I'm sure, once the regular season starts. So we're going to be taking this time to lead into our uh, AFC East. We're going through a division a week leading up into the NFL season. Uh, We had the Buffalo Bills. They won the division last year. They're coming out this year as the AFC favorites, the Super Bowl champion favorites, and Josh Allen is currently the MVP favorite. So on paper, kind of a juggernaut. Haven't really seen, um, I feel like since Mahomes about two or three years ago, haven't really seen somebody kind of sweep the three big awards like that. They had an interesting offseason. They lost uh, Cole Beasley. They lost Emmanuel Sanders at receiver. So they're kind of rolling with Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, some talented guys who've got some stuff on the track record, but nothing Nothing too long-lasting, so we'll see how that all works. Stephon Diggs being back there is a really reliable target for Josh. Uh, They also drafted Dalvin Cook's brother James out of Georgia. So if he's half as good of a running back as Dalvin, uh, Buffalo might have a running game this year. It's really crazy that they can't establish that with how good their passing game is. Yeah, you'd think that might just open up. Or at least maybe even... naturally. it's, It's crazy how it doesn't happen. Uh, one of their more controversial moves of the offseason, at least in my opinion, they signed Von Miller to a six-year, $120 million contract. How old is Von Miller? He is that 33. Like, yeah, he is 33. That, that sounds like a pipe dream. Like a, You think it would be a three-year deal. And like I, tops. So I've looked at how it's structured, and they do kind of have like a mute, or I believe it's a team option after the third year. But even still, he's 36 at that point. He didn't look great. For most of last year, now he was awesome during the playoff run. Um, not throwing any shade on Vaughn. Um, but that that seemed like a very, I don't know, like a reach, like a push. That, that's throwing a lot of money at an old dude. Yeah, like paying for past performance. And I'm, I'm a little bit salty about it, too. Kind of fucked up the pass rusher market for the Ravens. We had Darius Smith decommit from a deal as a result, in my opinion, because of what Vaughn got. Um, kind of messed with things on a couple levels. We'll see if it ends up paying off for the Bills. They're currently the favorites, as I said. Uh, we have the Dolphins and the Patriots, who are tied for the second highest odds to win the division there plus 475 so those are pretty long all considered dolphins uh, traded for tyree kill on 420 last year so some big news on the big day uh given 
uh, Tua between Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell maybe some of his best weapons that he could ask for uh, as a quarterback. Kind of a make-or-break year down in Miami for him, in my opinion. Uh, they also signed him a solid offensive tackle, Tron Armstead. They had the worst offensive line last year, so maybe Tua doesn't suck. Maybe it's kind of the offensive line not giving him any time. Uh, but really the biggest story, of mm, Tyreek Hill was pretty big, but the second biggest story out of Miami this offseason, we had the Stephen Ross tampering, uh, having to do with trying to get Tom Brady and Sean Payton in uh, as quarterback and coach, offered Tom Brady some ownership stake, if I'm not mistaken, in the team. Um, what are your thoughts on that? It's a very weird situation. Yeah, well, and it's like... Did he retire knowing he was just going to unretire shortly thereafter and then In a new do job. this whole thing with the Dolphins? Um, and then that kind of got blown up with the Flores lawsuit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is interesting. And then what, when he just took his leave of absence, that was the day they were supposed to have the joint practice with the Dolphins. So yep. I don't know if there's any connection there to avoid any embarrassment or awkwardness. But, yeah, it's just the NFL never short of storylines. Uh, and Stephen Ross, never short of being scummy, cost the team a first-round pick, a third-round pick as well, I believe. Um, some second pick in there. And... And he's, like, suspended from any team activities until, like, sometime in October. For like, yeah. half a season, I believe, six games. Yeah. And it's like, who fucking cares? He's the owner. Right. <laughs> like, he, he really shouldn't be involved at all. Um, but I, I think, you know, time and time again in Miami, they manage to put rumors out like this that can't feel good for Tua. Like, let's trade for Deshaun Watson. Let's bring in Tom Brady, right. who's 45. Like, but then they want to go preach to the media that they're all in on the guy, and they, you know, they're they're bringing in weapons for him. But who's to say they're not bringing in weapons for anyone there? Like I can't imagine that his loyalty to Miami is very high right now, all considered. Um, can't even imagine that Mike McDaniel, um, established pothead, is going to be that thrilled there as a head coach necessarily with Sean Payton potentially right in his right. back pocket. Right. But, yeah, we didn't sign those contracts. They're getting paid more than we are. Let that man breathe down your back and do your job. They got a great team. Uh, I think they have a better chance of winning than the division than the Patriots, but that's just my opinion. Speaking of which, we got Mac Jones bringing it back for his second year. It wasn't bad last year. They've got some decent weapons, all considered. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, they traded Nikhil Harry. Uh, got Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson at running back. Really not a who's who up in New England, but outside of your Randy Moss, your Julian Edelman's, it never really has been. So they got some young cornerbacks. They drafted um, Jack and Marcus Jones, not related to my knowledge. Um, This year in the draft, they got Malcolm Butler coming back. So if those guys click, their defense could be solid again. If not, could be a really long season up up in Foxborough. Anytime you got Belichick, I think you got a chance, but you know, not not my favorite team they've trotted out on the field anytime soon. And kind of a dark horse in my opinion, the New York Jets. We talked a little bit about this. 
They're mainly a dark horse in my eyes because they're plus 2200 compared to some of these other ones that are in the plus 475. Uh, get a lot of return on investment there. I think they've got some awesome wide receivers. Elijah Moore came on really strong last year. Uh, Corey Davis is talented and expensive. We'll see if he decides to be good this year. Uh, we got Garrett Wilson, their first round pick. They got uh, Brees Hall, uh, another, uh, he was a second round pick as well, uh, as well as Sauce Gardner on the defense. And I believe we've talked about Sauce on a previous podcast. Sure. One of the, one of the all-time names, all considered. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with Zach Wilson, like we talked about, might be he's going to at least miss the first week, seemingly. Yeah, that's a little dicey. Cooled off on the Jets with that news. But we'll see if uh, Joe Flacco can steady the ship. Yeah, and, and Elijah Moore looked really good in his few games with Flacco last year. I think I think the dude can still ball some. Uh, would not would not bet heavy money on the Jets, but you know, if I'm up at the machine, throw 10 bucks in there, plus 2200 let's see if I can at least cover some losses they decide to do anything crazy um my winner for this division i think it's the bills still i think josh allen's as long as he stays healthy he's the mvp favorite for a reason yeah i'm with you on that too kind of it might be boring picks but yeah i think it's the bills yeah, running away gotta be sensible i gotta go in 12 and 5 for what it's worth i got a not too difficult or not too easy of a schedule uh, twelve and five is my pick in case we come down to a tiebreaker. Doc, what do you got for their record wise? Uh, well, twelve and five sounds about right to me as well. I okay. Can, yeah. So I'm just gonna ride with you on that one, Ted. That works. And Joe, who you got winning the AFC? I uh, I agree with the Bills. I'm gonna go with a thirteen and four record. All right. I like that mixing it up, and they're more than capable. I mean, they. They're a great team. I got Josh Allen uh, in a keeper league coming back for a fourth rounder this year, so that's uh, that's pretty exciting, all considered. Hopefully going for a three-peat in that league, uh, not trying to flex. Um, so we are going to be leading into our trivia now with correspondent Kevin. We're going to be bringing him on here shortly. We are rolling into week three of our trivia here in August. We got Joe in first place currently. Nice little turnaround for the guy. He's got eight points overall. We got Doc in second with seven. And myself, your beloved host, Ted, here with four points. little ways back, but we're trying to climb back into things. We'll see how today goes. We got correspondent Kevin on board as promised. Kev, how are you doing today? Doing good, boys. Happy to be back on another Monday. A manic Monday indeed. We're happy to have you. I hope things are going well on your end of the bridge. They are going well, for sure. Hopefully it'll be going well for the three of you after trivia here. We'll see. Fingers crossed. We got we got Joe here talking shit. Why don't we get right into question one then, see how things go. All right. On this day, back in 2012... This Seattle Mariner pitcher became the first in the history of the franchise to throw a perfect game against the Tampa Bay Rays. We got A, Randy Johnson, B, Felix Hernandez, C, Jared Washburn, or D, James Paxton. 
One point. One pointer, guys, to start things out. Is everyone ready? We're going to flip one, two, three. It's bees all around. And it was King Felix in a one nothing shutout of the Tampa Bay Rays. I and that was an awesome highlight. I feel like um, that I remember looking back, just where he kind of throws both hands up on the mound after that last. This is out. the wrist. He's a. Uh, he was fantastic in his prime. Wasted away up in Seattle, unfortunately. Literally. So wasted. a point for each of us there. At least I'm on the board. Right. <laughs> Let's go to question two. Okay, two-pointer here. The Ravens continue their unprecedented 21-game winning streak in the preseason. You can take that for what it's worth. Who was the last team to defeat the Ravens in the preseason? Wow. We got A, the New Orleans Saints, B, the Detroit Lions, C, the Atlanta Falcons, or D, the Seattle Seahawks. Flip them one, two, three. I put got an A, Doc got D for Doc, and Joe put B. O for three. It was C. The Atlanta Falcons beat the Ravens 20 to 19 in the final week of the 2015 preseason. That's they went so one and three that year, and it was, you know, the five and eleven Joe Flacco ACL year. So foreshadowing of things to come. Yeah, that this was... is a tight run contest. Two questions in, we might just be kicking the can down the next week for any lead changes. Hey, right, we got two more. Let's see how it goes. Question three, take us there. Question three: Name the NFL team with the best all-time winning percentage. It's regular season only. Okay. We we got A, the Dallas Cowboys, B, the Green Bay Packers. C, the Pittsburgh Steelers, or D, our Baltimore Ravens? All right. We're all ready. We're going to flip one, two, three. I got a C. Doc's got a C. Joe's got a C. Mm. It can't be C. <laughs> it's not C. It is B, the Green Bay Packers. All time, their winning percentage is 572. Our Ravens, actually, fifth all time in winning percentage at 560. Pretty impressive there. Yeah, so. love a top five. And we're, you know, we're always good, but I. I kept thinking Cower, and then you got Mike Tomlin, who hasn't had a losing season in 15 years or whatever. Plus, Chuck years. yeah, like I'm, I'm surprised about that. We're but learning before, before Noel, the Steelers were like nonsense for like 20 years. I think that that kind of weighs it down, but they're still ninth yeah. all time, which and is they had a pretty rough, impressive. Huh. They had a pretty rough 80s too, if I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they weren't too good in the 80s. Early 80s, they weren't bad. Mid to late, they were pretty rough. And they figured it out with Mr. Cower coming in. <laughs> All right, so we've had no for every week. That was ours for this week. Let's not do it again here. Question four, let's wrap it up. All right, last one. Same Along the same lines with winning percentage, name the NFL team with the lowest all-time winning percentage to win a Super Bowl. we got okay. A, the New Orleans Saints, B, the Philadelphia Eagles, C, the Tampa Bay Bucks, or D, the L.A. Rams? All right, and one, two, three. I got a C. Doc put a C as well, and Joe put B. 
It was as it is C, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There we go. Yeah, they have the lowest all-time winning percentage at only 402. And they were terrible for like, the first like 25 <laughs> years or whatever it was. Like terrible, terrible. Um, he was, yeah. And like the late 90s, they kind of came on, made the playoffs, won the Super Bowl in 02. Snuck but one in with that, Johnny and uh, and Brad Johnson. Yeah, and to have two yes, Super sir. Bowls amongst all that losing. That's impressive. Ironically what, enough. And what was the uh, point value on that one? That was a three-pointer as well. Hey. Those last two were pretty tough. There we go. We got to bring back the creamsicle jerseys and win one in that. That's the key. With all the alternates coming out, I'm very surprised we haven't seen those because as ugly as those are, they're very highly regarded. It's kind of like the uh, Chargers powder blue. Love the powder I love the powder blue. Like it's, the, it's the Buccaneer logo for me with, like, biting the sword, yeah. like, winking at you. Yeah. <laughs> a little, uh... It's a little, a little weird, but uh, I get it. Maybe they could find something in between, all considered. Yeah, for sure. Um, but to wrap up our week here, Joe's got nine points. Doc taking the lead with eleven. I'm right on the right on the trail with eight. So we got a little bit of parity this month. We got two weeks left in August, so that's exciting. We'll see how it how things boil down, all considered. But Kev, these were all some trivia questions as always. We appreciate having you. Glad to be here. I can't wait for next week. Yes, sir. It's exciting stuff. Uh, take a look at the uh, NFL predictions that we put out on our blog last Saturday. Me and Kev put in some man hours making our picks there. One of us has to be right at least on a few of those. You'd think. Good luck on your bets, too. If you're putting any bets on, any future bets on MVPs, rookies of the year, things of that nature. Well, that depends if fucking Harrington will let me because the state of Maryland, <laughs> the state of Maryland's not doing me any favors. No, they never do. By fall, it'll be out, I promise. No, it won't. <laughs> so they said last year. Yeah, it's nonsense. Spending my gas money to go try to put in bets all in good spirit here. Got to make it worth my time. Kev, we appreciate having you on. As always, you have a great rest of your week. And we'll talk Will to you do, soon. gentlemen. Glad to be here and uh, talk to you guys next week. All right, later. Night, man. See you guys. Later. And that was Correspondent Kev bringing in our good trivia questions as always. I'm coming back, boys. Right on the tail. That's right. What's that on your heels? It's me. <laughs> it's Ted coming up the trail. Leading us right onto our soapboxes to wrap things up. I'll start off here. My my soapbox of the day kind of has to do with my day today. It's a passive street racing. I uh, was at a... Traffic light on the way back up from Southern Maryland. If you've ever come that way, um, down from Southern Maryland up towards Annapolis, it's mainly two-lane roads. You get a few that um, will get a little bit wider. At some lights, you can kind of pass there. So I was in a, a passing lane at the light, and this woman who I she had a hell of a mullet, uh, Florida license plates. So the woman came prepared. Uh, in this giant, like, red Ram truck, no less. So we're, we're driving in the forerunner. I'm just next to her. The light across from us gets the arrow, so there's no cars coming. I kind of let off the brake, just easing into going. And I guess that this truck thought I was, like, posturing for a race or something. And as soon as the light turns green, 
the wheels just fucking squeal. And this person pulls about 15 feet in front of me to just not let me pass them. Um, it was really a, a very odd move. Wasn't trying to do that at all. Just trying not to, or trying to get home a little bit faster. Wheels are squeaking. The woman thought she had me beat. Joke on Joke's on her. It's a one-lane road most of the way, so I was tailing her up. I had no choice. Uh, we got to Annapolis. We got to two, some two-lane roads, uh, some three-lane roads, actually, at some points. She made a few tactical errors in her driving. I was able to pull ahead, and by the time I got on to 50, she was in my dust. So There you go. It was Drivers, uh, man. It's a, it, you know, it's a lot like stock sometimes. It's a long game. Uh, you know, she wanted to beat me off the line. I let her have it because I had her to 50. And that was... Uh, you know, like NASCAR, they're not first place. Driver's not in first place the whole time. Sometimes it's the last lap that they take over. Yep. And, and that's down what matters. Their stretch, they go. Got to see your opportunity. Got to seize it. We did that today. Beat that red truck. Uh, hope you have a... Shitty drive back on your way to Florida. You should be wearing the L chain, not producer Joe here. Uh, but that's my soapbox. Some passive street racing. Took it easy today. Had the baby in the car, so couldn't be uh, couldn't be whipping it around too much in the in the V six. Uh, Doc, what's your soapbox for us? Uh, less than ice cold canned beer uh, at a Freeze local gone. establishment this weekend, and it can remain nameless uh just for ease of access we'll talk off air. yeah but uh got multiple natural lights out of the well of the bar where you would think or the ice chest there should just be buckets of ice in there and i got like three in a row that were bordering on cool um and i i'm not above pouring these over ice which i then did but what are we doing i mean this is a a popular bar, well attended. I don't think they were running out of natural lights, and these. Well, I don't know why these would be sitting anywhere other than a cooler anyway, any waiting point. for yeah. reload. But yeah, just not what you want. You know, those aren't like the best tasting beers, but they get the job done. They're a nice pace car if you're doing some good drinking. So that's a great way to put it. And you want them ice cold. Like I want them almost brain freeze. I want them just short of slush. Uh, So yeah, you just doctor up a little plastic cup, get some ice in there, pour it over and you know, you can get to the bottom of it before any ice melts. Should be able to. It's basically drinking fucking water. That's the idea. 3.9% alcohol. There you go. There's my soapbox. Short and sweet. And I, I know from having previously worked in a restaurant, too, if you run out of Natty Ice, if it's warm, you can go... Or Natty Ice, that'd be a, that'd be a problem. Yeah, that's, that'll make <laughs> If, you, uh, if you run out of Natty Light, you run across the street to your local gas station, you get a 30 or two, at least to quell the crowd till you put the rest in the freezer... You're still, I mean, even if you're selling it at 50 cents a can, you're making double your money. Right. Yeah. Well, what, you know, pending inflation, maybe uh, 33%, but nonetheless, um, there's no reason not to do that. There's no reason to, to have the bad business, as you've kind of alluded to, by having skunky, pre-skunked beers. There you go. So, I like that one. Sorry I had to deal with that. Powered, well, we got through powered somehow. Through. <laughs> you are uh, nothing but, re- if not resilient. <laughs> so we love to see it. 
Producer Joe, what's your soapbox for? Uh, yeah, so I gave this movie uh, The Black Phone. A and try that's over. new, okay. Pretty, pretty brand new, at least streaming. It was uh, just released this weekend on, on Peacock. I, uh, got, I just got rid of like Netflix and Hulu and everything, so and, I got that. And if like, I can cut you off, I'm not a – well, I apologize. I'm doing it anyway. Uh, but um, I'm not a big movie guy, and I saw that trailer, and I was—I do like scary movies, and that one looked pretty, or at least suspenseful. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Scary. I mean, so, so it like it was. Good, so I'm curious. This is a blind spot for me. I've never heard of it. Did any known names? So uh, there's really one main actor. The rest are like kids. Uh, but it's Ethan Hawke. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah love you. Solid, solid dude, solid actor. And a yeah. horror film, uh, film aficionado of sorts. Or, um, yeah. Con- uh, connoisseur. <laughs> making connoisseur. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, like, I've only heard of it through radio ads. Like, the people at work, they'll listen to uh, um, Pandora, and it would come on. I was like, this fucking sounds so stupid. It's like dead kids calling somebody that's, like, locked in, like, a basement or something. Okay. Um. So I gave it a shot. It looked freaky. Uh, Ethan Hawke was pretty solid. It was a, it kind of reminded me of like him just trying to play the Joker from Batman in a way. Okay. Um, not great, not terrible. It's worth a watch though. I'd say if if you're a fan of like horror slash psychological, like slightly which, not corny horror films, right? And there's so few and far between these days. Yeah. They're just it's all the same. Um, cookie cutters type shit so this was different it, it was worth it i gotta say i was pretty uh pleased yeah i definitely uh i definitely plan on checking that out like i said that's one of the few trailers that caught my eye um looked a little bit a little bit spooky not gonna give it too much credit i got uh, spooked but he <laughs> lived up to the uh lived up to the hype and he was I was trying to think of what movie uh, Ethan Hawke was big in. Uh, we Wasn't got the... he in Star Wars? Oh, uh, oh Training Day. Training really Day. We got one. No, I'm thinking you and... Oh, I was thinking sunrise. scary ones. Oh, okay. He was in because he's. I feel like a name with that lately. And I'm looking now. He's been in The Purge. Uh, he was in Sinister Two, which was not as good as Sinister One. Hmm. Uh, don't waste your time if you. Not nearly as bad as Sinister Three. Well, <laughs> we'll agree on that. I was also in Sinister One, so there you go. Uh, so I, I think I he kind of sinister is in Latin is for being left-handed. So there you go. I learned that on CBS Sunday sinister. morning this week. Just wanted to drop a little knowledge in there. Uh, and uh, yes, as I, I just googled it, uh, of on or toward the left-hand side, the bearers or from the bearers' point of view. So very interesting, uh, I guess. We've always heard about be left-handed people kind of getting hit, hit the private schools with the rulers on their hands. Sure. Right, right. So I guess maybe that's where that came. That's very. Oh, it's a wiping hand, a cleaning hand in some cultures. Right. Not in the, not in my culture, but I yeah, don't know I, does, I definitely designate one hand to be the cleaning. I don't think it's my left hand though. I, yeah, you want to establish dominance back there, don't you? <laughs> very good point. <laughs> Uh, it's great. So I, it, I'm glad it at least got a half a seal of approval. I probably, I probably won't check it out. But if that's that's on me, not on the movie itself. Um, definitely look into it. It's got producer Joe's half stamp of approval. Maybe I'll give a, a one out of two thumbs up. What's that? One out of two thumbs up. 
Okay, so it's at least the 50%. We'll take that to the bank. Um, well, we're going to wrap on up for today's show. A little bit of housekeeping. We got our AFC East preview coming out tomorrow. We talked a little bit about it today. There's going to be some stuff in the blog that we didn't talk about today. Some stuff that we did talk about that's not going to be in the blog. So check out both, especially if you're looking at some futures. Uh, we might sway your opinion some sort of way. We got Tyler Whitaker coming on for our Thursday minor league spotlight. So look out for the blog on that. A member of the Astros organization. Um, we'll be recording again on August the 22nd. So that's next Monday. We got our good friend, uh, reporter Max Grossfeld coming on. We're going to be discussing the AFC North. He's been a longtime PSL holder. Uh, the man's got some credentials out in the Midwest reporting some sports, some news. So should be a really fun interview all around. We're really excited to have him. Make sure you tune in for that. You guys got anything else for us as we wrap it up? No, just looking forward to this time next week. Yeah, good. Thanks for listening. As always, this is Chopping Lines. Nice, guys. That was yeah, great. Good times. Chop a line now.